0: Mythical, the podcast that wanders the dark and fantastical pages of fairy tales and myths. This season, I'm reading Italian fairy tales. Today's story is Bella Venezia by Italo Calvino. Today, I have two guest voices. Kayla Knight from the Get Grim podcast will be voicing Bella Venezia. Darren Esler from the show Squatch Smashers will be voicing our band of robbers. You'll find links to both of my guests in the show notes. Now, I'll begin Bella Venezia, as all good stories should, with Once Upon a Time. A mother and daughter kept an elegant inn, where kings and princes passing through town would stop. The innkeeper's name was Bella Venezia, and while travelers sat at the table, she would strike up a conversation.
1: What town are you from? From Milan. Did you ever see any woman in Milan lovelier than I am? No, I've never seen a soul lovelier than you. When it came
0: time to settle the accounts, Bella Venezia would say,
1: Normally that would be ten crowns, but you need only give me five. For she charged anyone only half price when he told her he'd never seen a lovelier woman than
0: herself. Where are
1: you from? Turin. And is there anyone in Turin lovelier than I am?
0: No, a woman lovelier than you I have never seen. Then, at reckoning time... Bella Venezia
1: said, Normally I charge six crowns, but you need only give me three. One day, the innkeeper was asking a
0: traveler the usual question.
1: And did you ever see a lovelier woman than myself?
0: When her daughter went through the room. Indeed, I have. Who? Your daughter. This time, in making up the bill, "'Bella Venezia said,
1: "'It's normally eight crowns, but I'm asking you for sixteen.'
0: "'That evening, the mistress called in the kitchen boy.
1: "'Go to the seashore, build a hut with just one tiny little window, "'and close up my daughter in it.'
0: "'Thus, Bella Venezia's daughter was imprisoned day and night in that hut by the sea. "'She heard the breaking of the waves.' but was able to see no one other than the kitchen boy who came to her daily with bread and water. But in spite of being shut up there, the maiden grew lovelier by the day. A stranger, riding along the beach on horseback, saw that hut all boarded up and drew closer. He peeped through the tiny window and made out in the dimness the most beautiful maidenly face he had ever laid eyes on. A bit frightened, he spurred his horse and galloped off. That night, he stopped at Bella Venezia's inn. What town are you from? Asked the innkeeper. Rome.
1: Did you ever see anyone lovelier than myself?
0: I certainly have, replied the stranger. Where? Closed up in a hut by the sea.
1: Here's your bill. It's only ten crowns, but I want thirty from you.
0: In the evening, Bella Venezia asked the kitchen boy, Listen, would you like to marry me? The kitchen boy couldn't believe his ears. If you want to marry me, continued Bella Venezia,
1: You must take my daughter into the woods and kill her. Bring me back her eyes and a bottle of her blood, and I'll marry you. The kitchen boy was eager to marry the mistress,
0: but he didn't have the heart to kill her daughter, who was all beauty and goodness. Of course they are, the maidens are always good and beautiful. So he took the girl to the woods and left her. To get eyes and blood to carry back to Bella Venezia, he killed a lamb, which is innocent blood, and the mistress married him. Alone in the woods, the girl screamed and cried, but no one heard her. Toward nightfall, she spied a light in the distance. Drawing near, she heard many people talking, and frightened to death, hid behind a tree. It was a rocky, desolate place, and twelve robbers had come to a halt before a white boulder. One of them said,
1: Open up, desert.
0: And the boulder swung outward like a door. The inside was all lit up like a large palace. The twelve robbers went in, and the last one said,
1: Close up, desert.
0: And the boulder swung too. The girl hidden behind the tree bided her time. In a little while, a voice inside said,
1: Open up, desert.
0: The door opened, and out filed the twelve robbers. The twelfth one ordering,
1: Close up, desert.
0: Once the robbers were out of sight, the girl went to the white boulder and said, "'Open up, Desert!' and the door swung open for her. She stepped into the lighted interior and commanded, "'Close up, Desert!' Inside was a table laid for twelve, with twelve plates, twelve loaves of bread, and twelve bottles of wine. In the kitchen, twelve chickens were on a spit ready to roast." The girl tidied up the place, made the twelve beds, and roasted the twelve chickens. Hungry by then, she ate a wing from every chicken, took a bite of every bread of loaf, and a sip of wine from every bottle. When she heard the robbers coming back, she hid under a bed. The twelve bandits didn't know what to think when they saw the house so tidy, the beds made, and the chickens roasted. Then they noticed a wing missing from every chicken, a bite from every loaf, and a sip from every bottle, and said,
1: Someone must have come in here.
0: Tomorrow it was agreed that one of them would remain behind to stand guard. The smallest of the robbers stayed, but he went outside to watch while the girl, meanwhile, came out from under the bed, put everything in order, ate the twelve chicken wings, the twelve chunks of bread, and drank the twelve swallows of wine.
1: You're good for nothing,
0: said the ringleader when he returned and saw that the house had been visited again. He assigned someone else to stand guard the next day, but this man also remained outside while the girl was indoors. So for eleven days straight every robber tried keeping watch, but failed to discover the girl and was bawled out by all the others for being so stupid. Even though all the other robbers couldn't find her either, I would think, after the one robber stood outside and didn't find anyone coming or going into their house, that the next day, the next robber should obviously stand inside. On the twelfth day, the chief decided to stand guard. Instead of watching outside, he remained inside, and thus saw the girl come out from under the bed. And this is why he's in charge. Grabbing her by the arm, he said,
1: Don't be afraid. Now that you're here, you can stay. and We'll treat you as our little sister.
0: So the girl remained with the robbers, keeping house for them. And every evening, they brought her jewels, gold pieces, rings, and earrings. The youngest robber delighted in dressing up as a grand nobleman to commit his robberies, and he would stop at the best inns. He thus went to Bella Venezia's one evening for dinner.
1: "'Where do you come from?' asked the innkeeper. "'From the heart of the forest!' Have you ever seen any woman lovelier than myself? I certainly have, replied the robber. Who is she? A girl we have with us.
0: So Bella Venezia knew her daughter was still alive. That doesn't mean she's still alive. There might be another random girl wandering around and living with robbers that is more beautiful than you. You never know. Every day an old woman would come to the inn asking for alms, and this old woman was a witch. Bella Venezia promised one half of her fortune to the witch if she could track down and kill her daughter. One day, while the robbers were out, the girl was standing at the window singing when an old woman came by and said, "Brooches for sale, Brooches for sale!' Lovely maiden, may I come in? I'll show you a pin that's a real gem for your hair. The maiden invited her in, and the old woman, going through the motion of showing her how nice a pin would look in her hair, thrust it into her scalp. The girl died. When the robbers came home and found her dead, they all burst into tears, tough as they were. They chose a tall tree with a hollow trunk and buried her inside it. Now the king's son was out hunting. He heard the dogs barking and moving closer, saw them all scratching on the trunk of a tree. The king's son looked inside and found a very beautiful maiden who was dead. If you were alive, I would marry you, he said. Even though you are dead, dead, I can't tear myself away from you. He sounded his hunting horn, assembled his hunters, and had her taken to the royal palace. Without his mother, the queen's knowledge, he had the beautiful maiden put in one of the rooms, and would stay there the whole day admiring her. Suspicious, the mother burst into the room. So that's why you didn't come out, But she's dead! How could you possibly be interested in her? Dead or not, I can't live apart from her. You can at least have her hair fixed. Yes, because when your son is in love with a dead person, the most important thing is having her hair styled so she doesn't look quite so corpsey. Said the queen and sent for the royal hairdresser. He came, and combing her hair, broke his comb. He picked up another comb, and broke that one too. Thus, one right after the other, he broke seven combs. "'What on earth does this girl have in her head?' asked the royal hairdresser. "'I shall take a look.' And he touched the head of a pin. He pulled ever so gently... And as the pin came out, the maiden regained her color, opened her eyes, drew her breath, and said, Oh! And stood up. So it had to have been a magic comb, not like the witch stabbed it into her head. Well, then she'd either bleed out or brain damage or something. But in this story and Snow White, why is it that any time the magic item is taken out, the person's suddenly not dead? That's not how death works. The wedding was celebrated. Tables were also set up in the streets. Whoever wanted to eat, ate. Whoever didn't want to, didn't. Oh Lord, a hen for every sinner. And for me, sinner of sinners, a hen and several roosters. The moral of today's story is, don't send out men to have your daughter killed they'll never be able to do it, and a witch's magic is limited. At the end of this story, there is no mention of Bella Venezia again, if she ever found out that her daughter lived and married a prince, or if the kitchen boy ever faced consequences for not killing Bella Venezia's daughter. This story is a little bit different, as the title and the title character are the mother and the antagonist of the story. Normally it is the maiden who the story is named after. This story is an Italian version of Snow White, and while the Grimm Brothers version of Snow White has dwarves, the versions in Southern Italy put bandits or robbers in place. Dwarves are almost non-existent in Italian oral tradition, which is why they are not included here and are replaced. The mother or stepmother being an innkeeper and having no magic looking glass are also common in Italian tradition. The last line of this story is of interest to me as it switches from third person narrative to first. I haven't found information on why it is so and why it seems so different from the rest of the story. If you know why, I'd love to hear. You can contact the show at mythicalthepodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter or Instagram at mythicalpodcast. Today's story was read from Italian Folk Tales, selected and edited by Italo Calvino. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed today's fairy tale. And thank you again to my guests, Kayla and Darren for their voice work. Have a wonderful week. I'm the narrator, and don't anger the fairies.